pass through these uh, iron wrought gates and a, a huge sort of vista opens out on your left the side of the house Warren Hall and suddenly the drive sweeps round as it reaches the climb of the hill and you finally on the right you see a huge lawn spreading away and going slightly up into the distance and trees on the sideline there's a bit of a glow over to the right but your attention is drawn to the front of the house this sort of pillared statuesque building and uh, Adam pulls up in front The Apocalypse Players present A Christmas Inheritance A Call of Cthulhu 7th Edition scenario by Dana McAleer in the style of M.R. James with Joseph Chance as Edward Caster Dan Wheeler as Reverend Peregrine McCutcheon Dominic Allen as Sidney Wagner and Dana McAleer as the Keeper of Arcane Law Part 2 a game of bear. Ah, oh, now let me just see in here. I have instructions about a key, I believe. There are no lights on inside the house, but you suddenly see a sort of dancing light over to the north wing, sort of bouncing around just outside and then sort of hurrying towards you. And um, as it pulls closer, you see it's a sort of quite old, wiry-looking man, um, sort of with a, a hood up. And he sort of comes over, he seems very surprised to see you, and he says, uh, Oh, hello. Um, ah, and he sees you in the carriage, and he says, Of course, uh, you must be Mr. Caster. Yes, that's right. Uh, Edward Caster. And these are your uh, your, 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 your compatriots, uh, my reverend, uh, and uh, Mr. Wagner. Am I, am I wrong? Uh, it's pronounced Wagner. It's anglicised. Wagner. Yes, um, yes. Perhaps you know me from my days as the ineffable hypocrite. I, I, I can't say I do so. I'm, we should get out of this weather. I'm, I have to say, I'm afraid that, um, well, Mr. Ainsworth left only an hour ago. He'd, uh, he'd sort of, uh... Peregrine's just shushing everyone, listening to the, the sound, a beautiful Robin just singing at, at dusk as they do in just the light of the... And he's rolled an excellent success on his listen roll. I, I'm pretty sure I can hear a Robin, but if I can hear anything else other than this idiot jabbering on... You can... You can <laughs> I'm off for listen as well. You can, you can hear a Robin. Oh, I rolled, a, I rolled a one. Oh, I can hear what you're talking about, yes. <laughs> Bloody hell. Beautiful. Beautiful. Is that a Robin, is it? That's right. This time of night, that, that sound, yeah, the, the sort of warble, that's a Robin. It's coming from the north wing of the house. It's it's over from where this man has come from. You Pick can't your hear ears, Eddie. Mind. Hear that. Uh, I'm, I'm caught between uh, admiration and being absolutely flabbergasted by my friends. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I just turn to the elderly uh, sentinel of the place and I say, yes, let's get out of the weather. Yes. Um, as I was saying, he... he um, What's your name, sir? What's your name? Uh, William. William. I'm the groundskeeper about this, Uh, about the house. Um, I have. I have to say, um, Master Ainsworth. um, He only left but an hour ago. I'm surprised if you didn't pass him on the road. He um, he assumed you'd not been coming. What with night coming on, and um, he'd expected you in the afternoon. But he had an urgent call. 
he had an urgent call back to Cambridge. But 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 it's not to worry because he he said to say if you did turn up, he's he's left all the relevant paperwork and he'll be back within a matter of hours. So uh, well, he's not here right now. But let me. Uh, Take good care of you, don't We have a bit of bother on the road, you see. One of the trees has come down, so he'll probably be back sooner than you think if he's gone the usual route back to uh, Little Walsingham. So um, he sort of... He looks angry when you say... Not at you, but he he looks angry at the idea of a tree having been brought down and sort of curses under his breath. No, no, something... Oh, you weren't aware of that, I take it? No, 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 I wasn't, sir. And I, I, I can't but say... Well, I don't know what to say. Perhaps it's just these winds we've been having. And Anyway, let me get your uh, your luggage done. It's a terrible shame, though, isn't it? I, I mean, I don't know whether you know that there can be uh, upwards of 20,000 different organisms living on one dead tree. Well, 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 I don't know about organisms, but I've heard that many insects live in, upon these things. <laughs> Uh, no, you're a, you're a man of uh, you're 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 a man of the uh, the planet. Uh, let, let's get out of the, the the. Thank you, thank you, driver. Thank you, driver. And he sort of uh, takes your luggage out, and he's sort of picking up bits of your luggage and sort of hurrying over. Oh, to the be door. careful he's, with that. That's a hat box. Well, 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 of course, sir. If you'd prefer to carry that, he seems quite befuddled. He seems quite um, caught off guard that you're you're here. He was obviously expecting that. You wouldn't arrive until... I'm just worried the tassel will drop off the fez. It's very hard to fix. Oh, I see. The tassel, sir. Yes, absolutely. And he sort of, you know, shuts under his hood and gets out a big set of keys and unlocks the main door and opens it. Partridge, um, I'll send to the Black Lion for you should either of my friends need the train back to um, less civilised country. Aye, sir. Marvellous. Um, and and here's, a, here's another penny, penny and a half for you. Ah, well, you're very kind, sir. I'm glad to see uh, such a friendly face around these parts. I'm, I'm and, sure you do keep your eye out for anything unusual with those chaps on the road, the youngsters. Oh, I will. You mustn't worry about them, sir. Honestly, I've known most of them since they were knee-eye to a grasshopper. They wouldn't do anyone no harm. They're just restless, is all. You, you. What was your name again, sorry, sir? Partridge. Uh, William. The groundskeeper. The groundskeeper. There. Yeah. So uh, Adam sort of pulls away after. And, and rides back out in the carriage. And um, as he sort of opens the front doors, he says, uh, oh, William, sir. William Purdue. Mr Purdue, uh, I was wondering, how many members of staff are here? Well, <laughs> well, sir, it's a bit of a skeleton scarf, staff, as they say, uh, at the moment. And in, in all honesty, after Ains- Mr uh, Peter Ainsworth, sir, I don't want to take any liberties there with the name. I, you know him better than I, but... um. He, uh, I know him very well. We, um, I'm, well, I'm glad to hear it. So he's a very charming fellow and knows his stuff. That's for sure. He, um, he told me I could send the staff home, um, back only back to Walsingham. But, but um, seeing as it's Christmas and everything, you not seeming to be arriving before the evening, uh, and I, I know that's not on your fault in the slightest. But I'm sure I can personally, I can rustle you up some. Some food, some hot no, it drinks wasn't and... that. I just wonder. I'm, I, I'm writing a book, you see, and I'd love to get some first-hand accounts from people who know the building. Oh, well. are you the most senior member of staff? Oh, well, let uh, me ask. It's not a personal question. Is I'd it? have to say, I, I think I probably am now, sir. Oh, the no, years taken it away from me. Oh, well, that's a good compensation. I'd love to pick your brain, perhaps after dinner or oh, well, well, some well, point, I, your convenience. I would be honoured. 
You discuss your experience of living in the house all these years and what you might have seen. Merely a turn of phrase, let me assure you, the pick, picking of the brain. It's, it's, it's one of those colloquialisms of the South. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a relief to hear. And believe me, I'm a psychic researcher. I see. I, I literally put my face towards Sydney's. I put my hand towards his face, the other way round. I was going to put my face towards his hand. Face towards his hand. Um, I put my hand towards his face for the first time, and I say, "Believe me, Sydney speaks as an extension of myself, as the rightful inheritor of case uh, of the, of the Warham Estate, and I would extend that same advantage to Reverend." Reverend McCutcheon. They are to be treated as my brothers uh, in, in the manner of the household. Some food would be marvellous. And perhaps a little drop of something from the cellar, if you have it. Um, uh, and, of course, sir. And then a, a short interview with Sydney would be requested. He, um, he goes quite solemn. As, he, uh, as soon as you say the, the true inheritor of the house, he, I think it strikes him that he's been a bit too casual just because he was caught off guard and he, well as have course, you as have you all yeah. frankly and particularly sydney but that's not yes well, um, thank you pardon that's fine as you, as you look about the room you're in is there's almost no lights on well, there are no lights um um william goes and busies himself in the corners with sort of candles to get a bit of illumination mm-hmm. but it seems to be a dark panelled a huge hall with a sort of split staircase at the end leading up to the upper levels Listen, um, if if we're going to be standing on ceremony, if that's what Mr. Caster wants, <laughs> then um, I would like to have a room, if that's all right, uh, Mr. Mr. Purdue. I'd like to find a room where I could change into my capuchon. Well, of course. Um... Do you know the capuchon? It is a conical hat from the south of America. Very festive. I think it would be most appropriate for the season and the occasion. He sort of looks quite cowed. He's he's not sort of laughing. At oh, he's sort of he'll be cowed when he sees me in it. <laughs> I'm sure he will. <laughs> but he sort of says, "Well, no, sir, but that sounds terribly interesting." Um, well, well, through on the left here, there's a sort mm-hmm. of set of double doors on the left. This is the dining hall, and and I, I I can bring you some hot drinks or or food or whatever you'd like if you'd like to go through that, or or I can give you a tour of the house, or you're welcome to look about the house yourselves, of course. Well, well for now, all I really require is to know which room I shall be sleeping in tonight, so that yes. I can remove my hats from the box in case any of them are getting compressed. Of course. Would, would that suit you all to be shown to your rooms? They're, they're very close to each other. This sounds wonderful. That, that, that would be excellent. Uh, have they already been allocated? I, I don't require a, a large room, but if there's one with a good view of the estate, that would be absolutely ideal. Mr, Mr. Ainsworth um, asked, asked, me, asked the staff to put, put three rooms together for you, so uh, they've been seen to. That would be fine. I'm really if you just fast. follow me... If that's all right with you, Eddie, I would love to just rest my legs for just a moment, uh, get my uh, sea boots off and um, and, and perhaps convene for aperitifs in 20 minutes. Doesn't take long to whip a capuchon off. Uh, The uh, the name Eddie, Caster goes stiff. (laughs) And Mm, does not move. That was the effect I was hoping for. Does not move. (laughs) (laughs) And and he he looks at his two... Old school fellows, and he turns to uh, to Peregrine McCutcheon, and he says, "Perry, my dear chap, what do you think's best at this moment?" Um, 
Apologies, say that again. Hot wax dripping down his hand. <laughs> no, it's all right, Perry. You know, it comes to us all. Little moments of absence. Yeah. I find sometimes they're the most I feel alive. <laughs> I'm only alive in my absences. I feel that taking taking our rooms for a moment just to compose ourselves after uh, uh, what was maybe a slightly bumpy ride here would be would be wise. And I, I would love to take a turn around the library to see if there are any interesting uh, prints or engravings. Mm, but but um, suggestion. Yes, but but I think maybe maybe taking our rooms and then perhaps uh, if uh, if our friend here would furnish us with some drinks in 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 the library, we could all all have a little look around and maybe you could take a look over the papers if you wanted to do that this evening. That would that would be a good place to do it, I imagine. Maybe maybe a fire could be lit there. I, I'm speaking out of my turn, obviously, but not at all. Well, I, I believe Mr. Ainsworth uh, left the the, uh, the incomplete papers for you in the study on the the first floor. Um, well, I um, well, I'll lead you to your rooms first, sirs. And he sort of picks up the, the can holder and if, if this way, if you will, at least trying to carry as many of your bags as possible. He seems he's wiry for an old man. He's you know he's a he's a long time groundskeeper. He can, he's got the body strength for it, even though he's maybe in his sixties. I'll, I'll take a couple of bags up, the the, the heaviest mm. uh, items. So you, you sort of take the right hand right hand staircase of the split staircase, and he turns to the right, and there's a a long corridor leading up to a window, and uh, there's a so on the right. So here we are. This uh, this one's for you, uh, Mister Mister Caster. This this one here uh, is our best suite. Um, um, well, they're all good. Don't worry about that, uh, Mr. Wagner. Is it M- Wagner? I've got that right, haven't I? You can call me Sydney. Oh well, well, well I, I don't know if I should, but thank you, um, Sydney. You're you're just next door to him, and um, Mr. McCutcheon, Reverend McCutcheon. Um, Actually, I mean, it doesn't really bother me at all, but the form is. Uh, Mr. McCutcheon or Reverend Peregrine McCutcheon. Oh, 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 I see. Thank you for educating me, sir. So Mr. McCutcheon is absolutely fine. Mr. McCutcheon or Reverend Peregrine McCutcheon. Thank you for the education, sir. I I do appreciate that. Not in this this side of the Atlantic, you would never say Reverend McCutcheon. That's not how... Oh, I see, I see. I I mean, it's really nothing. It doesn't really bother me at all, if I'm honest with you. I I don't know why I've picked that up as a colloquialism, only having spent time on this side of the Atlantic. I don't even know what's on the other side of the Atlantic. Dragons, (laughs) I expect. But, uh, well, here you are, and... uh, you you were asking about the trees earlier, weren't you, sir? You're a man of of of, of plants and natural well, world. Uh, I don't that's know not too I would be so grand as to call myself a man of plants and the natural world, but it's something that certainly interests me. That's right. Well, well, well you're lucky because uh, there's a rather fine herb garden just at the rear of the house, and oh, is, is that is that an ash tree? But there is an ash tree out there, sir. Um, don't worry, it's not too close to the window. And uh, <laughs> he, uh, and beautiful. Your your room overlooks the herb garden there, sir. Very, um, very nice. Giant wood lice all over the place. Giant African wood lice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, will will that be all, sir? I I I I can make you some hot toddies or some warm some wine for you. I, what 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 would you prefer? Well, uh, I mean. 
It was, it's up to you, Ned, but is there a little bit, maybe some mulled I wine. I say, yes, some mulled wine. I think we're on the same, same path. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, yes. Well, and a well, gin, if you've got it. Oh, we'll have some gin somewhere. I, I don't doubt that at all. So shall I make it ready for you in the dining hall downstairs, or where, where, where shall we meet? Uh, perhaps the library would be best. Well, which one? <laughs> well, there are there are a couple of book rooms uh, on the the ground floor, um, just to the right as you enter. Which is but, the um, one with the um, uh, the natural the natural world botany? Um. I must admit, sir, and I, I'm sorry to say this, but I, you're asking the wrong person in a sense. I I've never had any uh, any reason to to check the books themselves. I'm too busy with the ground. Well, then but, um, the easiest one to light a fire in. Excellent, sir. Um, well, I tell you what, if, if it suits you, gentlemen, I'll, I'll bring your drinks to the dining room whilst I go and light a fire in the, uh, this in the, in, in the, the library. Excellent. That would suit us fine. That's very kind of you. Thank you. And he sort of doffs his cap and scurries off. Thank you, my good man. So you're there with your, your three rooms. Um, if you're entering, uh, the rooms themselves are quite perfunctory. It's clear they've been made up, but they they, along with the rest of the house, have a sort of air of not having been lived in. I mean, my intention in my room is to uh, change out of my Davy Crockett hat. (laughs) In a sense, yes. Because what I want to do is take off my Davy Crockett hat, put on my capuchon, which is a a conical Mardi Gras hat. Capuchon. bit like a wizard's hat. Uh, uh, And um, and then I'm going to sit cross-legged on the floor and try and, uh, using perhaps, hopefully using my hypnosis skill, do some self-hypnosis to sort of try and make myself sensitive to any vibrations in the building. That's what I'm going to try and do. Uh, while, <laughs> while he's doing that, I, yeah. I replace my nine iron in my uh, golf caddy, uh, my yeah. golf bag, um, uh, which also contains the shotgun, uh, I, would, I would point out. And um, uh, I will throw open a case throw open some dinnerware, uh, and then immediately walk on over to Perry's room. And meanwhile, I've just cracked the window open a touch just to see if I can still hear that Robin, that beautiful Robin. Oh, and while he's rolling in for his listening roll uh, a second time so that you can hear that, I do cast a backwards glance across. I stop as I open the door, cast a backwards glance through the window and think, my goodness, is it really my red letter day? Is it really? mm. Well, as you're, you're you're sort of looking out over the lawn, uh, the moon sort of just breaks through the clouds and uh, illuminates the lawn ahead of you and the sort of line of trees. You realise just how big this estate is, and just how <laughs> remarkable the fortune is that you've sort of come into it. Um, One thousand three hundred and eighty-seven. He tattoos on his wrist. I go instantly mad. <laughs> and then I, then, I, then I head over to Perry's. They have, Excellent. They are doing actual things. Well, uh, you hear the odd clanking and that from downstairs, which you assume is William sort of hurriedly putting together uh, a few drinks. Um, but yeah, head over to Perry's, see how he's doing. I, I passed my listen roll. You, you do hear the Robin again. Um, and it seems to be out back in the herb garden. Um, there's something about it, though. There's something about it that, when you sort of, when you're, when you're looking to hear it, seems to go quiet almost immediately. 
it seems to be almost a background noise. It's like the robin is there and it's singing. But uh, like if you didn't know yourself so well, you'd you'd think it was stopping when you craned to hear. Um, just a just a little hunch. It's not a a mm. definite thing. But um, hmm. there's an odd sort of silence to one side of the house. You feel there's certain bird sounds from one side and not so many from the other. So which 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 side? So is your the your room. Um, so, <laughs> well, the the house itself is looking east, but the front of it is looking east, sort of slightly northeast, and okay. the back is where your room is, looking over the herb gardens and fountains at the the back. Um, that's um, southwest slightly. Oh, Peregrine, are you in? Oh, um, of course, come in. Oh, I do beg your pardon. You. You're not at all, not at all. I'm, I'm not changing. I, I, no, you I, strike I, me as being in a listening I, pose. Uh, that's right. I was just uh, just um, seeing if I could hear that be- beautiful robin. Um, it's this robin's this time of year. This in this dusk, oh, really stunning sound they make. Ah, oh, the red-breasted robin. Tell me, you didn't by any chance spy the red-haired man, did you? Now, moon-faced chat. It's funny you should mention that. Uh, I, I, I didn't know whether either of you had seen him, and I, I didn't want to make anything of it. I thought maybe he was just some poor sort of homeless unfortunate. But yeah, yes, I did see a, a face in a hedgerow. In, in a hedgerow? It was when we stopped the carriage. Oh no, no, uh, a little earlier than that, before we even reached the tree. Um, a sort of moon, moon face with straggly red hair. Is that the face you're talking about? Leaf? Did, did uh, Master Partridge suggest his name was Leaf? I heard that name. I, I don't know who you referred to, but... Well, Leaf, of course, is a Scandinavian name, is it not? Unless it, uh, unless it literally means Leaf in the old green man sense of things. Hmm. Leaf? Could I do a... Um, Leaf, the name Leaf, uh, in collusion yeah. with uh, Peregrine, could I do either uh, an. This is either history Education? or occult? Oh. What were you going to say? You could. I was going to say education, but I could, we could, I could, I could roll against my history. What I'd say, we can, we can do the roll, but what I would say is perhaps unless you see it written down, it might be hard to tell because, of course, leaf in the sort of Scandinavian sense is L E I F, whereas if it is in the Green Man sense, as you say, it'd be L E A F. But oh, we don't you know. Can any, do a we don't know any strange stories. About such things, not specifically about a, a man mm. named Leaf. No, no. no. It, it seems maybe a nickname in the way. Maybe, he maybe if if this is something that you know you're particularly interested in, the the library, the library would be the place to look. Also, wouldn't Sydney, it, I suppose Sydney is the man to ask. But if I know Sydney, he'll probably be checking his crystals and um, dowsing dowsing for brass water. As you, as you're chatting. Um, Sydney, in your quest for the vibrations of the house, um, you do hear something. Oh. And it's not... Um, well, actually, could you give me a listen roll just to see what you do hear? Yeah. 
Ah, now then, let's see. My listen is 20, and I've rolled a 21, so I'm going to spend one luck. Spend the luck. Make spend the luck. So as you sit there meditating, listening for creaks or whatever it is you're listening for, you do hear... Speak to me, spirits. It's, it seems as if the walls are sobbing. And then you realise it isn't the walls. It's, a very, it's from a very specific spot, and you're not even sure it's inside. And you suddenly hear a really, a, a genuinely pained woman's voice shouting, Samuel! Samuel! And it sounds as if it's from outside. I shall walk to the window and gaze out. So as you look out, you see on the right-hand side, the direction you came up, there is uh, a woman in a sort of a bonnet and, uh, you know, the, the standard local clothes. And she seems to be walking sort of uh, quite frantically looking out over the lawn and sort of looking into that, not looking into the house, but sort of looking around the grounds. Um, and there seem to be a sort of a group of smaller, shadowy people following her. Hmm. And what was the name she was calling? Samuel. Samuel. Um, I shall open the window gently and lean out and say, uh, My dear, my dear, you seem to be looking for someone. Can I help you? Oh, she sort of starts and then looks up and says, Oh, oh yeah, well, I'm so sorry, sir. My, it's my son, Samuel. Oh, yes. No need to apologise. He's, well, he's missing, sir. He's missing since last night, early last night, and... Well, the, the other children, they say there was, there was playing a game up by the, the hall. I'm, and I'm sorry to disturb you, but he's never been home late before. And it's a whole day since he's been home. And I, I was just so worried about him. And she's sort of still sort of glancing around. She seems very on edge. Are they the children that he was playing with behind you? Uh, she sort of says, yes. And the, the shadowy little figure starts take a step back. But they don't run away or anything. But um, you, you, uh, you young whippersnappers, which one of you is feeling very brave? You sort of hear a couple of sort of giggles, and then uh, a sort of murmur, but none of them step forward. Whoever's feeling bravest, just take a few steps forward and let me see you. <laughs> I'd like to ask you a question. <laughs> Under hypnosis. <laughs> and uh, a small, well, one of them sort of, you see a bit of a tussle, and then uh, one little kid. So it, it doesn't look like he steps forward, actually, it looks like he's pushed forward, and he looks... I've half a farthing for you, whoever's bravest. He freezes as soon as you say half a farthing and takes another step forward. <laughs> can we can we hear any of this, or is this all... I think at this point, if if you if you're, yeah, I think you'll you'll start to hear... Because well, he's been calling you'll, out. you'll start to hear Sydney. Yeah, I, I mean, Sydney. You're, you're in Peregrine's room Sydney. on the other side of the house, but you'll hear yeah, him. Yeah, so we can't hear the kids, but we can hear him yelling. Yeah. But it's it's opposite, right? So You're not sure whether he's doing one of his weird little rituals or whether he's actually talking to someone. Should we uh, Should we go and... For... Yes, I think we should. Have a, have a look. But let's approach cautiously. Well, maybe we should um, go to your room and see what we can hear from... Mm, good thinking. Seeing as you're next door... Best not to interrupt Sydney, Sydney when, when he's in one of his mm, assignations. Exactly, I remember that, although it's been at some time. I and, and so we make our progress, by which time I'm sure Sydney will have got into a whole heap of trouble. So one of the children has sort of been pushed forward and then stepped forward himself when you mentioned the reward. But he still looks quite tentative. You can only half see him in the shadows. 
Good lad, good lad. What's your name, son? Uh, uh, Michael. Michael, like the angel. Very nice. Uh, listen, young Michael, why don't you uh, wait there and I will come and speak to you and we're going to try and find your friend and help this poor lady out. How's that sound? Okay, uh, all right, I suppose so. Well, you wait there. and I, Don't let the hat alarm you. It is merely a festive hat from the southern states of America. He you sort of America? shuffles his feet slightly. He looks very nervous about the idea you're coming down. Just wait there. Don't go anywhere. I come running. I'm going to run out. Um, so as as you reach, as you go down the split hallway, I, I, I think, in my mind anyway, Sydney slightly preempts your moving over over the hall. Or, or you've reached... Uh, Edward's room, and then you hear Sydney bolt down the corridor and towards the uh, the staircase. Um, as you reach the bottom of the staircase, a uh, sort of flaming candle appears, and it's William, and he says, Oh, uh, oh I'm so sorry, sir. Are you all right? Can I can I help? Oh, it's fine. There's a young woman who's uh, lost her child, and I'm going to go and uh, help her. I, I will see, sir. Oh, I can, I can deal with that. Don't, don't, don't you worry. No, 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 that, it's no problem. I, it will give me an opportunity to... Well, I'm sure it's just the lo- it's just the locals being they're they're a confused sort. So I'll I'll, I'll take care of her for you. No, no, let me attempt it, please. Oh, well, well, all right. It would it would be a it would be a ple- it would be a it would be a favour to me to get to know some of the locals a little he, bit. He can't argue with you past that. I'm so charming, so. you see. I'm very charming. Exactly. I, I don't even think you need to roll for that. But he he follows you out. At I would a say about half the time I'm charming and half the time I'm an obnoxious. <laughs> he follows you out at a distance. He sort of stands in the doorway. Holding. And it's the same half the time. Yeah. <laughs> They're both. Yeah. It's just that. Um, uh, the other two of you, you've heard him sprint down the corridor, so I don't know if you're deciding to look out the window or follow where he's gone. All you've heard is him sort of shouting, Wait there! Did it sound like, sounds to you like he might have uh, headed straight downstairs? I'm, I'm still going to look out the window. So you see, you know, the moon's still shining across the lawn. You see a sort of semicircle of these little figures who, in the in the shadows, but you're pretty sure they're children. And I say, and, uh, in my irritated, distracted voice, I say, yes, he's gone downstairs, hasn't he? I'd like to do a spot spot hidden as we're looking out the window over these. Mm, yeah, good idea. Figures. And I've, I, that's a hard success on my spot hidden. A hard success. Yeah. Perfect. So what you notice, you're sort of, you see the woman and you see the sort of circle of, but it doesn't draw your attention. You assume, oh, there's some locals, maybe they're carol singers or something. You're, you're, you're not, there's no reason to be worried or concerned at all. You just think, oh, some locals. But what you do notice is the sort of vague light that you remember catching a sort of sense of as you rounded the corner to the front of the house. You see past them, there's this straight dark edge of a hedge line and this flickering light in the in the distance across the lawn and as you gaze at it you you your eyes attune you adjust your spectacles perhaps and uh, you see this brazier and it's definitely a brazier it's definitely flame and it's a decent amount of flame even though it's a couple of hundred yards away and it's illuminating just you can just see the outline behind this brazier of what looks to be a sort of Greco-Roman temple. I, I think while he is held, 
looking at that, I completely miss all of it. And I actually instinctively reach for my shotgun. But in the last moment, I don't grab it. When I, when I see the horror of a conical being, a conical-headed being, multicolored, <laughs> bright, blazing bright colors, coming out from the front of the house that I've only just inherited. And I can sort of see this swirl of bright... Almost like Freakish a kind of gin of yeah, yeah. unknown origin. Yeah, exactly. A gin, uh, exactly. That's exactly what it is. And I see, uh, and I, yeah. for a moment, I mistake it for some kind of alien being that has a kind of <laughs> fibrous monstrosity. And then I think, goodness me, what what sort of imagination would ever come up with such horror? And I banish it from my head. And I and I remember mm. that this is just a good old fashioned English estate. And I mean, luckily. I don't think the shotgun would reach where <laughs> where he was, even if you had gone completely balmy. But um, in that case, as uh, as Peregrine's sort of uh, taken in by what looks to be some sort of extravagant folly, perhaps it's certainly yes. an, an odd thing to see on the grounds. Um, yeah. And uh, Joseph is sort of going a bit crazy. Well, I, I mean, I'm not. I, I'm seeing a man running around with a capuchon on his head, uh, and and I was never expecting to see that. Uh, yeah, and who was? Now I've realised it's a hat. It's okay, which is why I don't have the shotgun. Um, but, it's, but it's unnerving. I'm discombobulated, and then I, I look at Perry, and I see that he's looking at something. But I go, "Oh my god, he's having one of his moments." He's probably looking at a blasted woodpecker. So, as, <laughs> I, as you're both in your uh, having conniptions over your various things you're looking at, um, you more than Peregrine, I think. I, I say, uh, "Well, let's get down there, Perry." And I uh, absolutely let's get down there um, uh, quick, smart. But I'm just going to nip back to my room, and um, uh, I, I feel this need, which I've, I felt very, very seldom, to um, lay my lay my hand on my my Bible uh, and just yes. just bring it with me. Um, In fact, do you want to do? Could you do me a theology roll? Yeah, there's a reason, perhaps, that you're thinking of your Bible. Uh, it certainly is. Uh, oof, I failed it. Quite a lot. Worth a push? Or? Uh, yeah, I'm going to push it. I'm going to push it. Oh, shit. Give it a go. How are you pushing it? You're pushing it with... I'm pushing it by by going to get my Bible. That's the Ooh, point. I'm like, right. I feel this I feel this unease. And I, and that's that's the moment at which I say, do you mind if I just uh, just nip back to my room? I'll, I'll catch you downstairs. And I, I rush to my room and I, I, I flick through the pages. There's, there's a passage I'm trying to remember. There's something yeah, to do there with is. There's a very specific Roman temple. There's something that's really... And I do a hard success. Um, so uh, you, you realise that the reason you had a specific yearning for the Bible was because of something you'd heard said earlier. And it, it was something that sounded like a colloquialism, but you weren't sure where it, where it had come from. Um, and you realise it's from 2 Kings, it's 2.23, 2.24. Um, but I'm just sending the passage to you now, and you, you look it up. Kings by the spin doctors. Yeah, yeah, big time. Um, <laughs> okay. That's And I think you'll see midway through why it was that that passage was in your head. Uh. <laughs> so um while this is happening um Sydney <laughs> Sydney yeah. you're uh, you're out the front remonstrating with uh uh well the woman's there and William's sort of insisted on accompanying you but he's giving you some space because you've been so forceful he stood by the front door holding the lantern and um 
you're there. There's a sort of semicircle of kids hanging back, one slightly more forward, and the woman herself. Okay, you boy, I would just want you to follow my instructions very carefully. I take out my pocket watch. Keep your eye on the watch, and I attempt to hypnotise it. Um, <laughs> your feet I have to say, very um, sleepy. The woman sort of intervenes, and she sort of. I'm I'm sorry, sir. I I don't mean to, but this is a serious matter. Will you please not interrupt me? <laughs> It is imperative <laughs> that I'm not interrupted in this business. She looks after Telling an anecdote in a pub? Fine, fine. I can I can I can recover and get to the punchline, but this is cannot be interrupted, madam. She Sorry. she Sorry. looks utterly shocked. Sorry. And she Sorry. um to help she just you. starts she just starts weeping openly. Of course she, you're emotional. She starts sort of well she's not listening to you anymore, she starts drifting back she lost her son. I, I, try, I try and grab her by the shoulders and I say, no, Mr. Mr. She, she wriggles out of your arms and she no, just no, starts no, come screaming, here, come here. Samuel, Samuel. Again. Yes, yes, little Samuel, we need to find Samuel. Mr. Um, Mr. Perry, was it? Sydney. The children, meanwhile, are dispersed. Sydney, Could you, Sydney, let her, let her go, Sydney. Could you get this woman a drink, a cognac? Sydney, I think it's you who needs the cognac. Sydney, for goodness sake, man. I'm going to try, I'd like to try and charm the woman by smiling at her and saying, Please, madam, perhaps you're familiar with my work. I'm a, I'm a well, the ineffable hypnol. Unless you want to roll for it, it don't work. But <laughs> you, you've made enough of an impression on William that he... Well, I mean, to be fair, really, it's that Edward has made enough of an impression on William saying that these two are to be treated as his brothers um, and equal inheritors in the sense that he comes straight over and starts sort of gently remonstrating with the woman, sort of... Sort of saying, well, who is it? Is it your poor Samuel? Is it? Well, um, well, well, I'm sure we'll find him. So it gives you a bit of a chance. The children are sort of scattered slightly, mm. but um, they're still there. So are you yeah. sort of trying to approach the the main? Yes, child? I'm trying to get the the, the kid and go. Here's your half father, but you've got to listen to me. I think I'm still in the doorway at this stage. Yeah, I think by this time you two will have reached the door. Well, so he's upstairs. I mean, if you want to... He's upstairs getting his. I've I've followed down slowly, clutching my Bible, feeling slightly shaken by what I've read, <laughs> trying to get my head around it, trying to. Mm. I'm still calling to Sydney. Sydney. I feel so disconnected from my from my sort of biblical faith as opposed to my sort of you know spiritual connection. It's quite an obscure world. passage. It's the yeah, sort of thing is, that I... someone who sort of has a general feeling for their spirituality might be suddenly shocked by because yeah, there's some strange exactly things and the imagery is like i'm trying to yeah. get my head around what what this symbolism means yeah and what what it what it and what what so as yeah. as peregrine makes his way slowly down the stairs sort of racking the two kings 223 224 in his mind um edward reaches the door and unless you want to interrupt, I'm assuming, sort of takes in the situation to see what's happening. It's calmed down to a certain degree. You can see William to one side with uh, the woman. And um, and uh, you've managed, I think, Sydney, to... The, you, you can see the child it is. He's standing a couple of metres away from you. You can see him now in the sort of light from the lanterns. Um, and he uh, he's timid to a certain degree, but in a, an odd way. He, he looks untrustworthy. He looks like he doesn't trust you, rather. Um, but he's there. Well, I'm going to tr- an attempt, uh, because time is now of the essence. I don't have time to do a full induction. I'm going yeah. to attempt a sort of Darren Brown-style disruption. So I'm going right. to go right up to him, and I'm going to go, now, now, child, and then I'm just going to put my hand on his head and, and, and try and make him fall asleep. Fantastic. <laughs> go for it. Let me know how you do. <laughs> Ironically, that's what I kind of Come wanted on. to do to Sydney earlier. 
Interesting, isn't it? I'm so charming, Eddie. Um, you are. <laughs> right, I've got 65 in hypnosis, and I have rolled an eight. Which oh, is extreme that's, success. That's what he needed. Okay. So this is the first time this has ever worked. <laughs> what is it that you are beside myself with excitement? <laughs> <laughs> what is it you're specifically asking him? I'm asking him to uh, recount what happened just before the last time he saw Samuel. So um... remember, you remember you're here. You're with Samuel. What was the last thing you remember? Well, um, we was, uh, we was just playing. Um, we just come up from the village, and, uh, I know we're not meant to be up here by the hall, but what with our parents busy prepping, and we was up here, and the game moved up here, and the gates was open. And what was the game, boy? What was the game? It was hi- hide-and-go-seek. And he seems to sort of struggle slightly against those words, as if he knows they're a lie, and because of your hard success. What was the real game you were playing, boy? His eyes go slightly deadened, and he just says, we were playing a game of bear. Bear? Yes. Yes, yes, they were playing the game of bear. (laughs) And, uh... We weren't meant to be doing it up here, but it's only properly scary when you do it up here. Because um, can I just ask, do I, do I hear this, or is this very, very intimate? I think it's quite intimate. I think it's quite okay. quiet. If you if okay. you want to do a listen roll, you might hear it, but I think it'll depend on... Uh, Let's do listen roll, shall we? Yeah. Uh, oh, I've, I've rolled a, an extreme success on my right. listen roll. So you're hearing it regardless. You interrupt me, so God help me, I'll punch you. <laughs> so um, <laughs> assuming one of them will share it with you after. but uh, This is brilliant. Pete... Because of your hard success, he, he says that. And he says, uh, we know, we know we're not meant to... Explain to me, sorry, quickly, just the rules of bear. How's that work? <laughs> well, it's hide and... It's hide and go seek, isn't it? But it's it's hide and go... You know how it is, sir. It's just copying them what lives in the woods. That's the game. We play the game of bear. And when the bear comes... He gets close to you, and he screams, and he gets you if you don't turn in time. That's the game of bear, and usually about the town is, it's fine, but oh, what with... And he's sort of, he's finding bits of saying this difficult. It's clear he's only saying it because of hypnosis. The other kids have also backed away. You can trust my voice. Trust my voice. And he says, uh, just old grizzly... Because of old Grizzly and 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 the rest of them, and and the last I saw him was, and we knew it was meant to just be the woods, and he went into the maze, sir. He went into the maze, and something snatched him, Mister. Something flattered him and folded him up, as I reckon. And his his eyes went, and and the kid sort of just like burst into tears. This was an Apocalypse Players production. For more information about the podcast, go to apocalypseplayers.com. Thanks for listening.